to strength in the storms. Today we are going to be mainly focusing on how Jesus calms the storms of life. Yes, a name that you probably don't hear a lot but you know of, Jesus. Today um, we're going to be going to Matthew 8 verse 23. Matthew 8 verse 23. Um, I'll give you some time to go get your Bibles and go to there. Matthew chapter 8, the big 8, and the little 23. I'm going to be using the New Century version, the NCV Bible, and so it's not going to sound the same. Alright, I'm sure you're there by now. Um, my header in my Bible is called, is Jesus Calms a Storm. Alright, I'm going to start at verse 23. Jesus got into a boat, and his followers went with him. A great storm arose on the lake, so that the waves covered the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Alright, um, so Jesus was asleep because it had been a long day of teaching and healing people, and so he was tired, so he slept. Alright, verse 25. His followers went to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We will drown. Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You don't have enough faith? Don't you have enough faith? So there, Jesus is saying, Don't you have enough faith to not be afraid? Don't you have enough faith to know that we're not going to be dis- we're not going to be hurt by the wave in the storm and we're not going to sink? I'm going to restart at verse 26. Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You don't have enough faith. Then Jesus got up and gave a command to the wind and the waves, and it became completely calm, which means it stopped raining, it stopped storming, the wind stopped blowing. It was The sun came out, and it was a beautiful day. Verse 27. The men were amazed and said, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So there, it's saying, Jesus is the storm calmer, not only physically, but also spiritually. So, um, as Jesus calmed and rebuked the storm, and it obeyed him, he can calm the storms in our lives. He is our shelter during the spiritual hurricanes, hurricanes, and tornadoes. Stock with food and water, which is his word and his spirit. Whether or not we're going through a loss, financial issues, family, or even a family division, which can be very hard sometimes, if we come to him with praise and we drop our pride and ask for help, so I'm going to bring you to Matthew 7, which is before what we just read, Matthew 7, verse 7. I'm only going to read verse 7 right now. It says, ask God, and he will give it to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. So that's basically saying, 
if we ask God, he will give it to us, but we have to have the right intentions for it. Let's say we wanted an opportunity or we were angry with somebody and so we wanted an opportunity to get back at that person. And so we prayed to God and said, God, give me an opportunity to get back at this person. But he knew it was the wrong intention. So he didn't give it to us. And that's kind of what he's talking about here. If you want something that's right for your life, that's going to move you forward, it's going to like be good. It's got to be good for you. And so God's going to help you. And um, if you ask him, it'll be given to you. If you completely put your trust in him, he will give it to you. In Him we find strength and refuge. In Him we have hope. As it says in Psalms 27 verse 1. You don't have to go to it, I'm just going to say it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid so let's go back to when God says no. I was going, and um, a couple nights ago, I have we have this book we read together at night before bed as a family. It's called Let the Journey Begin by Max Lucado. Some of you might have heard about him. Um, so this book, it has a quote on one side and then a part of a book from a, um, on the other side. So this one is called When God Says No. There are times when the one thing you want is the one thing you never get. You know, we all have that time, right? Like, when we were little, maybe we wanted a piece of chocolate or a new toy and we couldn't get it. So, all you want is an open door or an extra day or an answered prayer for which you will be thankful. And so, as you pray and wait, no answer. You pray and wait, no answer. You pray and wait. May I ask a very important question? What if God says no? What if the request is delayed or even denied? So that means there's things God doesn't want for you. Like most things that you want, there's most things that God doesn't want for you too. When God says no to you, how will you respond? If God says, I've given you my grace and that is enough, will you be content? That's the word, the state of heart in which you would be at peace if God gave you nothing more than he already has. Test yourself with this question. What if God's only gift you were his grace to save you? Would you be content? What if his answer is my grace is enough? Would you be content? You see, from heaven's perspective, grace is enough. That's from the book In the Grip of Grace, also by Max Lucado. Like I said, the Let the Journey Begin takes um, pieces of the, his books. And it also takes a quote from him. And so that's kind of what I read was a portion of his book of The Grip of Grace. So, as I was saying, when God says no to some things... They're very important that he says no to you. Hosea 13.4 says, 
I the Lord have been your God since you were in the land of Egypt. You should have known no other God except me. So we should know no other God except for the Lord, the God, the one and true Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I am the only one who saves. He's the only one who saves. Jesus, the Lord and Savior, is the only one who saves. Now, there may be times in your life where you have issues and you feel that he's not going to pull you out. Now, we have times like that when we disobey. Okay. So, in that verse, at the end of that verse, the Hebrew word for one who saves is vithor, which is deliverer or rescuer. You have and are being delivered and are or you're going to be you are or you're going to be you're victorious over whatever you're going through and have gone through and God will use anything even some bad things to make you realize he's God and Lord even though it might be hard to get through even if you don't truly know him he still died for you and when you realize he's God, if you cry out to him, he will calm your storms in life. And he will help you all. He will help you all. You have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the crucifixion, that he conquered death, and the resurrection. And you have to believe he is coming back again. Also, a another part of the Let the Journey Begin by Max Lucado is called Not Every Day is a Free Cookie Day. So this is the quote on the left side. Even Jesus was given a portion he found hard to swallow. But with God's help, he did. So there are times in our lives where we find hard to get through but Jesus had times like that like when he was crucified or when he was arrested and beat and they plucked out his beard and spit on him we all have times not times like when Jesus had but there are many times we have issues in our life that we that are really hard to get through but with God's help if we just ask God God help me get through this I need your help to get through this. He will be sure to help you because he's a loving, merciful, and great God and Lord. All right, to the reading. Not every day is a three cookie day. Last night during family devotions, I called my daughters to the table and set a plate in front of each. In the center of the table, I placed a collection of food some fruit, some are vegetables, and some Oreo cookies. Don't we all just love the days where we get Oreo cookies? Or any kind of cookies? Every day, I explain, God prepares for us a plate of experiences. What kind of plate do you most enjoy? I kind of already put the answer out there, huh? The answer was easy. Sarah put three cookies on her plate. Some days are like that, aren't they? 
Some days are three cookie days, but many, very many, are not. Sometimes our plate has nothing but vegetables, 24 hours of celery, carrots, and squash. But actually, sometimes we find that when we have things that we don't really like, once we get used to them, they're actually very delicious. which taste better and we enjoy, like strawberries and bananas. Vegetables, which are healthy, but dual. Fruit, which tastes better and we enjoy. Or an even an Oreo cookie, which does little for our nutrition, but a lot for our attitude. The next time your plate has more broccoli than apple pie, remember who prepared the meal. And the next time your plate has a portion you find hard to swallow, Talk to God about it. And that's what Jesus did. That's from um, a book called The Great House of God by Max Lucado as well. So, all you have to do is cry out to him. Father, help. God, help. Jesus, help me. I'm going through this tough time. And I'm really finding it hard to get through it. And so, when we have things like that, we can always realize like oh god you've given me this you've done all this so i can learn and i can trust that you're my god all you have to do like all you have to do is believe trust and obey god even if it's hard if you believe that all you have to do are those three easy things believe trust and obey if you just believe those three things, you will see the glory of God. He will bless you and keep you safe. Your storms in life will be calmed by Him who perform miracles. He can calm the storms in your life. Um, I have one, <coughs> excuse me, another verse which is Deuteronomy 31 8. It, is, it says, The Lord Himself goes before you will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So with Jesus and the Lord by our side, who do we need to be afraid of? All we need to do is have fear of the Lord. Well, maybe you say, why should I fear a loving, merciful God? If he's so loving, why should I fear him instead of love him? The answer is easy. It doesn't mean be afraid of him like, oh no, he's not going to give us this or he's going to take this away. He's going to hurt us if we do this or that. Not that kind of fear. Like most children are afraid of the dark. They say, we don't want to go in the dark. We need a nightlight because we're scared of the dark. But we don't have to be like that with God or Jesus. They're, they're light. They're our nightlight. So when we're going through dark, stormy nights, or even spiritually dark, stormy nights, and we're afraid, all we need to do is trust and obey Him. He said in His Word, If you love me, you will obey my commands. Well, that's very hard to do sometimes, because we know what sin is. Sin 
is if you have something in your mind that tells you it's wrong and you still do it anyway, or even if you have to question yourself if it's right or wrong and you do it anyway, that is sin. Now, sin causes those dark, stormy nights in our life, but Jesus can pull us out like when Jesus walked on water. I was going to save this for another podcast, but when Jesus walked on water, he called out to Peter. Well, Peter really called out to him and said, Lord, if it's you, call me to come out and walk with you on the water. And so, of course, Jesus did. And so when Peter got off, it was a storm. It was a bad, really bad storm. So he got off and he was standing and then he got steered by the storm in life and he sank. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And he put up his hand and Jesus pulled him out. Sometimes we need that, don't we? And it's very hard to ask for help when we need it. Even Jesus had to ask God for help, but he always wanted his will to be done. Like before he was arrested, he said, Lord, if it's your will, take this cup from me, which is take this away from me don't let me be crucified but not my will not what I want but what you want God what your perfect plan is God always has a plan for our lives and when we follow that plan and we obey God he helps us even sometimes storms are problems and part of God's plan for us so all we have to do is ask God for some help and he will help us he loves us so much like it says in Lamentations 3 verse 22 and 23 I can't quote it completely because I haven't memorized it yet but what it says is basically his mercies are new every day he's never failing he always loves us and his mercies are new every day. So no matter what we're going through at night, if we just lay in our bed before we go to sleep and say, God, I'm sorry for whatever I did today. Please forgive me. I repent for whatever I did wrong today. Please forgive me. He will be merciful and he will help you tomorrow in the morning when you get up. His mercies are going to be new. Now God has already planned our whole lives. So he knows what we're gonna do tomorrow and the day after. We don't have to worry about that. All we have to do is focus on right now at this exact moment. That's why he created us. He made us in his image, but we sinned. Adam and Eve sinned. Eve knew it was wrong to eat the fruit, but she still did it, and that was considered a sin. And so now we have punishment. But God knew that they were in a sin. He tested them. He knew they sinned, but he tested them. He had a plan. He tested them to see if they would lie to him. They hid from him when they saw him or heard him coming because they were naked and they knew that. When God asked them why they were hiding, they told him they were naked. And he said, did you eat from the fruit I told you not to? And Adam said, the woman you gave me told me to eat it, and I ate. And then Eve said, the serpent deceived me. He told me to eat it. And so the 
finger was pointed, but it was really their fault and they didn't want to admit it. Sometimes we really don't want to admit what we do wrong, but we have to because doing that just gets a burden off our chest, like a 50,000 pound weight is just lifted up off our back. Really, all we need to do is trust Jesus to pull us out from the storms. Um, I like to say a prayer, and so please bow your heads and pray with me. God, thank you for everything that you have blessed us with. Thank you for the opportunity to have today. Please help us to focus on today and not the storms of life. And when we're just sinking in that water, please pull us up. Please give us new mercy tomorrow and forgive us for everything we've done wrong amen thank you for joining us at strength in the storms and always remember don't focus on this how big the storm is don't tell god how big your storm is tell the storm how big your god is thank you for joining us at training at strength in the storms I'm Evelyn, and that was your podcast for the day.